We love hip hop. Um, let me just do a quick test here. Are you able to hear my sound effects? We love hip hop. Yep. Okay. Hear it all. All right, dope. I'm gonna play something for you, and right. and I want to see if if what your reaction is to this. You ready for this? Oh, all right, let's do it. What do you think of when, 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 when you hear that song right there? Talk to me. I grew up on that, man. I grew up on that's Hammer. That's too legit, man. That's Oakland, you know? So everybody, at least everybody that I was like, um, you know, that, that helped raise me and stuff back in Oakland. That's what they was coming up to. So, um, you know, my people back home in, in California, they definitely made sure I was in tune to my Oakland roots. So E-42, short MC Hammer, Mac Dre, um, Federation, the list goes on and on. You know, I love them all. They, they got a spot in here in my heart. So. Mm, I'm good like that, fam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you knew that, too. I think you knew that. Exactly. Hey. So listen, what's the what's the weather like out there, man? You, you're over there. You're at the Crypto Arena. You're in LA. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. It's um, it's not too hot out in Georgia where I'm living at, man. It's it's extremely hot, so it's super refreshing to be out here in um, in LA, man. And the sun is not beaming on you too much, but it's 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 perfect for you to be super comfortable. Um, we over here at Crypto Arena, uh, Crypto dot com Arena right now, mm-hmm. getting something to eat at, at Fixing Soul and Kitchen. So, chilling though, man. We had an interview earlier. Okay. Um, it's another one right now. So you know the work doesn't stop. We had to make a little pit stop and get some food, but you know the show must go on. You, as they say, you're booked and busy. Yes. If you're not booked and busy, you're doing something wrong. So I'm grateful. I'm blessed. I'm, I'm very, 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 very thankful. So let's get into some of those. And just for the people, because um, it's kind of a cold opening right here, for the people who are just tuning in now, who are tuning into the audio, um, as well as the people who are tuning in on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe, the like, all that good stuff. You know, it's your boy Friday, Ricky Dredd, a.k.a. Mr. We Love Hip Hop. And we got a special one here today because we talked to a lot of people locally over here in Toronto or different Canadian artists. But it's a special treat when I get to speak to people across the border. You know what I'm saying? So with no further ado, we have Troy Man in the motherfucking building. Hold on, let me give you some stuff. What's up, everybody? Love, man. What's up, Toronto? Toronto, I got so much love in Toronto, man. Yeah, tell tell me about that, fam. Even before we get into some of our questions here, like, are you tapped into the scene up here? Or are, are you, besides Drake, obviously, like... Are you aware of some of the different artists out here? Um, sort of not really. No, I, I wouldn't say not too familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of indie indie artists from Canada that have reached out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really dying to get up there, man. I've, I've um, the love that I've noticed that I've gotten from Toronto recently. It's been a lot of people that's just been, um, you know, with me having a, the back pages to shit. Hey, What's up, bro? It's no, you made a good impact, bro. On the show. I appreciate you, bro. Hey, I'm glad you made an impact. Doing what you're doing. Of course, I got you. I know people probably recognize you. I'm not sure you can sit outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, bro, from artist to artist, Hold on, bro. artist to artist, fool, I was rooting for you, fool. Yeah. I wanted you to come out with that. Even though Smoke took you, you was, you, you was noble. You was, like, respectful. Right, right, right. I just watched the whole show the other day. The That's whole, fire. I just watched it, bro. So, keep doing what you're doing, fool. Like, that shit. Thank you, bro. Dope, man. I, 
watching it again really gave me chills. Like, yeah. you know, if you ever watch it again, bro, inspiration. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Be safe, man. You too, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, we're going to so, talk about but, that. Toronto, we're going to talk about yeah, that. Don't worry. I have that, that later on in the interview here. <laughs> That's crazy. But, man, with the, look, with, um, with Toronto, man, um, I'm able to see, like, you know, after I drop music and stuff, I'm able to see um, which areas, which countries are, are, are really tuning into my music the most. And Toronto is definitely top three. And it's not three. So um, I've been um, super appreciative and, and eager to really get up there um, to Toronto, man, and, and, and lock in with some promoters, get up there with some um, some different venues and really connect with the different artists and stuff. I'm, I'm only, I can't lie, I'm only exposed to Drake and, you know, like Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Bro, you know what I'm saying? So I got to really tap in with the actual, actual scene. You know what I'm saying? So I'm dying to do that. Bro. Well, don't worry. We'll keep you in the loop. You know what I'm saying? Go go on our We Love Hip Hop Network page. You get to see all the different politics and all the crazy shit that happens out here. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? You'll, you'll make sure to yeah, do yeah. all your homework before you cross the border. You know what I'm saying? Facts, facts, facts. Of course, of course. And and you dropped a new project, right? It's called Chocolate and Diamonds, right? Yeah. Why that did, one I dropped last year. Yeah, like or the latest project, let's say. Why did you pick that yeah, name? Yeah. Um, it was centered around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Valentine's Day based project. And that's like the bare minimum kind of that women, uh, I think, uh, have kind of been expecting has been chocolates, flowers, diamonds, things of that nature. So um, I, that's why, I, you know, I, I wanted it to kind of be themed. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, what people think of what or at least women, what they're thinking of, what they're expecting from uh, you know Valentine's Day and stuff. Um, hopefully these songs on this project can help them kind of get into that mode and shit too. So yeah, that's why I named it Chocolates and Diamonds. You know, it's Ferrero Rocher, all of the stuff, like the chocolates and stuff around that time in February, they go up. Everybody's buying it for somebody. So Yeah, and, you and you're, you're a really diverse artist. Like you try a lot of different things. Has that always been a thing for when you started rapping or is that something that you just developed over the years? Um, it's kind of always been a thing. I've truly stepped into my diversity as of recently. I feel like um, when I first started doing music, I was truly focused on um, um, wowing people with my metaphors and wordplay and cadence, mm-hmm. cadences and things of that nature. But once I felt like I kind of mastered that side, um, I, I felt like my next step was to truly step into my diversity, you know, doing the R&B records for people and, um, like, you know, just things of that nature, like um, doing EDM records or, mm. you know, house records and stuff like that, not necessarily allowing it to be limited to hip-hop. So, but that did come, I would say, after I wrapped my ass off, essentially, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, it had, its, it had its moment, you know? No, that's dope. And, you know, just to yeah, go back yeah. a little bit, like, with your upbringing, you grew up in, you know, we were playing earlier, Oakland legend. Um, so you grew up in the Bay, San Francisco um, um, specifically, right? Three right, brothers. Right. Um, what was the, was it a single parent household? And, you know, this um, RIP to your, to your moms as well. You know what I'm saying? I want to put that out Thank there. You, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Before, um, before her passing, was it like a single parent household, both parents in the house? Like, what was that environment like? It was, um, yeah, my, my parents split up, man. My biological parents, they split up before um, I was two. Mm. I mean, before I was um, before I was even born, for real. So uh, it's always kind of been a single-parent household. My parents loved me uh, equally. 
um, but separately. They didn't necessarily raise me together. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a good job co-parenting, but it's been like that pretty much my entire life. Yeah. I wasn't in a single parent household, you know, per se, because my my brother's father, um, my my stepfather, for real, he was the rapper. He's really the person that helped me kind of push my direction in, towards, uh, you know, rapping and shit like that. Dope. He was actually um, getting ready to sign the Machiavelli Records. That's Tupac's label, mm-hmm. like way back in the years. So, I used to go to the studio with him at like four or five years old and like soak up the energy at the studio and the songs that they would do. So um, I wouldn't necessarily say I was in a single family or single parent household, even though my mom at times, like, you know, for maybe two years here, um, she was a single parent. But, you know, there was love. There was a lot. There was a huge community, man, whether it was my brother's uh, dad, whether it was my dad, um, my brother's aunts. I have aunts and uncles, so... The, the community of the village that, you know, help raise us is, is bountiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, so even know. with that, like, did that help you to stay out of trouble or like, did you not stay out of trouble? Like, did, was there like some times where you're like, fuck, I shouldn't even be doing this. And now you're out here doing some stupid shit. Well, I think my mom and dad were good, were good on that end alone, man. They, you know, my mom had this thing where like, she wouldn't talk. She would just like, you know, her lips like this. I wouldn't even understand what the fuck she was saying, but if she had that face, I knew whatever the fuck it is that I was doing needed to stop. Um, I could definitely say what kind of helped me not get into trouble so much was being a big brother. Mm. You know, once I, I was, I've been a big brother since I was six years old. So when my brothers came into my life, it was like, I got to lead by example for real. I got other eyes watching me that, you know, essentially are really important. I got to be truly mindful of what it is that I'm doing. Yeah. You know? And and you made the move to Atlanta at like 13 years old, right? Yeah, yeah. What made what was the what was the reason for the move? And two-part question. What was that switch like when in the beginning? Like going into middle school, like from mm. the bay to all of a sudden being in Atlanta in the South. With the F, the South. Man. It was it was different. It was a culture shock, um, especially for me. That was around the time that I decided that I wanted to do music. Mm-hmm. So the music that I was making or that I wanted to make, I wanted to kind of mimic behind, um, you know, open music, the Bay Area music. But then when I went to the South, it was at the point in time where Laffy Taffy and all of this, you know what I'm saying, Southern music was coming out. Mm-hmm. And it was really taking the nation by storm. So I found myself in between, you know, the, the two cultures essentially and um trying to figure out how to fucking blend, you know? Mm. How to blend, how to make my music sound like, you know, have the wittiness and the charisma of, you know, being from California, but then, you know, hopping into the simplistic nature of um the Southern music mm-hmm. and, and blending it perfectly. So I'm grateful for the move. Really my mom moved us because um you know, we were in Oakland. Oakland was, was pretty, pretty active at that time. And um, the, the block that we stayed on had a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of thugs, man, a lot of delinquents and, you know, mm. ignorant folks. My mom having, you know, three boys, she was like, man, it's a matter of time before you guys get wrapped up into that shit. Yep. Just being in this area. So she had family in the South, her uh, first cousins, her aunts and, uh, she packed this up one day. She came in, came in the bathroom. I was brushing my teeth for school. She asked me, you want to move? And I said, yeah. She said, do you want to go to Georgia? And I said, sure. And two months later, we were making our way to Georgia. That's so, really interesting, bro. She asked you, do you want to move? 
and you said, yeah. You I knew did. that you wanted to move? How did you know at that age that you wanted to move? I knew I didn't want to be away from my mom, you know? I knew that much. I knew that she was done with the place. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that much. So it was like, I knew she, I knew she was done with the place. So it was, I was at that point where it was like, I'm not ready to leave my mom yet. And I'm glad I didn't, you know, like my mom, she, she passed six years ago. Um, if I would, if I would have stayed in California, I probably would have lived with my dad that entire time, but then I probably wouldn't have had as much time with my mom. Mm-hmm. I still have my dad now. So, Everything happens for a reason. I think in that moment, more than I knew that I wanted to move to Georgia, I just knew that, uh, you know, I needed to be with my mom. So I think that probably helps the decision-making. Well, you know? it was a good decision, fam. For sure. What I think you, so, too. With the music, what did you start with? Did you start with the beats or the rapping? Because you make beats, too. Man, I'm going to keep it real with you. They were both at the same time. Nice. Um, both at the same time. I remember the first song i wrote um was to a beat that i made but the beat that i made i couldn't like actually record record to because i made it on this video game okay on the playstation 2 there's a video game called mtv's music generator 2 and you can legit make beats with your playstation That's controller crazy. Right? so i made a fucking beat miss i had hella beats in it dude like just like crazy but they're probably Going back and listening to them now, they're probably trash as hell. But for that moment, it was it was the hottest shit possible. The head you know knockers, so, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So I did that, man. I, I made a beat to it, um, and that was the first song that I've ever written. Um, but since then, you know, once I realized, of course, I couldn't export the beats from the from the game and put them on the computer, um, and my cousin realized what I had, we started to transport everything to you know doing shit on the computer, mm-hmm. and. Um, Fruity Loops. It started to go that way. Fruity Loops, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, So I, I knew it. I, started I, knew with, it. I think I started with... No, I didn't start with Fruity Loops. I started with Reason. Ooh, Reason. Okay. Propellerhead's Reason. Yeah. That was my first beat um, program I started with. And was with it for a while. Nearly nearly 10 years um, until Machine came through. That's what I'm on now. Native, Native Instruments Machine. Mm-hmm. So... I understand yeah, yeah. all that language. You know what I'm saying? For the audience yeah, who yeah. don't understand that, fuck them. But I'm a techie, so I understand <laughs> all that shit. Fact, <laughs> you know fact, fact. How you get up That's on 106 fact. in Park, my G? Oh man, that was a um, it was a conference in Atlanta. Um, at that point, it was like I was 17. We was used to doing a whole bunch of shows in the in the area, and my cousin signed me up for this conference. I went and did it. And I didn't even realize that there was um, the winner of the conference was going to be able to do um, 106 Park. I didn't figure that out until I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, so killed the shit. And they were, you know, they they were men and women of the word. Uh, won the competition. And then next thing you know, I flew to, flew to New York. And the rest was history. That's crazy. So, um, and, and that was the wet and wild um, competition that was going on for the 106 and Park thing at the time, yeah. right? But while you, I, while I Wednesday, while at Wednesdays, my bad. But even for the competition that you won, the MTV Atlanta's best independent artist slash rock your fashion campaign, it's crazy because you were making beats with an MTV thing, and then boom, you won an MTV competition. You know what I'm saying? I love how, and it's a lot of moments like that in my career where she just comes around full circle. Sometimes I don't even notice it. Like sometimes my team will point it out for me, like, "Yo, look." 
remember you started like this and now look at where you are and I'm like, holy shit, I'm not even realizing. So yeah, that's dope. It's a, it's a blessing, man, for real. The pieces you know? are connecting. Then, all the time, dude, no matter if you're ready for them or not. It's you know? dope. Speaking of pieces connecting, Killer Mike's Barbershop, is that like just a place for people to get their hair cut or is it also a breeding ground for artists? Put me on. Man, Killer Mike, man, I feel like it's so, you can't really take anything off the table when it comes down to what he's putting together. People actually go to his shop, though. And get haircuts. Yeah, um, that one, that one in particular, the one that I did the freestyle in front of, that is, um, that's his first shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people go there. He has a set of barbers that works there, works out of there, but he also has a new um, uh, swag shop, barber shop in the Hawks Arena in nice. State Farm Arena. So um, that one in particular, the one that we shot the the episode out of, um, I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh, oh. My bad, my bad. I'm pretty sure he, I was just standing in front of him, my bad. Um, I'm pretty sure he has um, different people come up there and, and, and link up there. Like Bernie Sanders has been up there. He's interviewed um, a couple people at his shop. So it's yeah. definitely a staple of the community. Um, we're not just going to limit it to getting your hair cut. Yeah. You know, he's talking to, he's talking to some, some hefty people up there. And I'm pretty sure he conducts a lot of legitimate business up there. So. It's a staple of the community for sure. You can't really mention Edgewood in that area of Atlanta without mentioning Killer Mike. So, yeah. And then, how about Ti? How did you meet Ti? Ti, I mean, when I at the Killer Mike um, at the Killer Mike's swag shop, that was the first time I met Ti. Um, so hold from on, there, of hold course, on. it was not to interrupt you. The first time you met Ti yeah. was during the time with the freestyle. Yeah. And for the people who don't yep. know, this is the freestyle that was on Hustle and Flow, Netflix special. I watched yeah. it and I barely watch TV, okay? But I watched the yeah. whole thing, fam. I was at the edge of my seat that like, yo! Right? So continue. The first time you meet T.I. is at the barbershop, fam? Yeah. First time I met T.I. was on, um, on, that, on that episode of, the, of Rhythm and Flow. Yeah. It was, um, it was fast, dude. It, it, it just... It just happened. Like they were like, "All right, guys, we want you guys set up here." We set up there. Um, we knew where we were as far as Killer Mike's shop, but then next thing you know, um, you know, Ti walks in, and at that point, we knew what we had to do, and um, did my verse, and the rest is history. Uh, Ti really kind of took took um, took into my my lyrics and my art from that point on. So mm-hmm. I'm super appreciative of Ti. He's a dope person. So just dope a little person. bit of behind the scenes with that, right? You guys knew before you went to the shop that day that there was going to be shooting, they were going to be shooting a special or did you just go into the shop and they were like, yo, we want you to rhyme. I didn't, I, I think that they prepared us for doing rhymes. They didn't give us the basis of what it was going to be. Mm. We were in a church. We were in a church like across the street. It was like the green room essentially They had snacks and stuff in there. And um, they were scheduling stuff in, in different locations around, uh, around the area. And then next, you know, they called uh, me and the other guys up mm-hmm. and we were in the shop and start rapping. Simple as that. Then, then after that, we did the same, uh, the um, auditions for Atlanta. Um, the one at the very end of the episode, we did all that in the same day. So, wow. It's pretty cool. The magic of TV, yeah. eh? That's crazy. Yeah, man. They, the guys over at Jesse Collins uh, Entertainment, they definitely, they definitely did the hell out of that show. It's a beautiful show. So give me a little bit more behind the scenes. 
Who did you want to catch a fade with? Who do you want five minutes with over there? Nah, I'm I'm a peacekeeper, man. <laughs> um, I'm a peacekeeper for the most part. You know, if you got a problem with me, you got a problem with yourself. Um, nobody for real. I ain't want to fight nobody. I would definitely say me and Flawless guy, you know, me and Flawless went back and forth the most. That's like my brother. Mm. Like, you know, we we argue all the time, but people don't really take us serious. We don't take each other serious. So I wouldn't say I wanted to fight anybody. It was it was a pretty solid contestants. The people that annoyed me a bit, you know, they left pretty early, thank God. Um <laughs> but other than that, you know, the, the show was was kosher, man. Everything was copacetic. That's dope. That's dope. So even yeah. though you didn't win, you you still won in the end because, like, right. you you got a beat, beat with from Tay Keith. Like, you, you got a whole album from that nigga, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a victory in itself. That is a victory in itself. So, okay, t- take me through that, fam. Like, wh- I seen through the show y'all doing the, the one song and the video, right? But doing a whole yeah. album with Take Keith, what was that like, fam? Man, um, a blessing, a blessing. It was challenging too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a true artist. You know, I'm not really, I don't really do trap, trap fully like that. So I had to step into, you know, getting in my trap bag with with, with Take Keith. But it was a beautiful process, man. Tay knew exactly what production um, to provide for me to make that album, you know, be as dope as it is. So, you know, the way that we collabed with each other over the last really three years for real has been has been fucking awesome. Um, we turned turned um, turned something out of nothing, which is which is crazy. You know, I, I think that he um, he really helped me out with my career a lot, man, by just saying, you know, whether you win tonight or not, I'm gonna do a tape with you that that um, it gave people from the show that appreciated me something else to look forward to from the show that had. Nothing to do with show, with the show, but everything to do with me. So it was a chance for me to, you know, um, top the song that I did on the show and um, re- rebuild that um, that momentum again, you know, with, with stuff that people can be familiar and similar to. So shout out to Take Heat. That's my fucking dog. Man. I love him. He's the greatest. Dope, dope. So I'm gonna, the last couple of questions I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you the same question twice. Okay. Okay. So from the whole hustle and flow experience, right? What's one thing that you've learned from that? Uh, what's one thing I learned from, from the show? Um, pressure, man. Pressure exists. Pressure exists and it makes diamonds or it busts pipes. Um, the show was a true testimony of that. There was a lot of times where, you know, um, people didn't make it to the next uh, round because they just simply folded under pressure. Mm. Um, I truly feel like the, the the shows that I've done and the experiences that I've had before this show prepared me for this show, for real. I think that the experience that I've done years and years out before I even got on the show has truly helped me, you know, get as far as I did in the show. So, um but the pressure, man, once you get to places that you really want to display your talent and you want to do it the right way, just expect pressure, but you can't fold under it. I feel like it's like the greatest thing that the show taught me. Um, expect and, pressure. Um, yeah. And never be afraid to reinvent yourself. Um, you don't have everything figured out mm. when it comes down to this, um, to this music shit and making music. So you truly have to 
Um, look at yourself, give yourself a true analysis and be real with yourself. Tell yourself what you could do better, you know, what what you what you might be in love with that your fan base might not be in love with. You know, you gotta you gotta super be on, on top of it because they they're not gonna tell you that you suck. They just gonna tell you, you know, they're not they're not gonna tell you that they don't like it. They're just gonna keep quiet and move on to the next song if they do like. So yeah. You gotta be mindful of that shit. And yeah. and the same question for like all the experiences that you've had to bring you up to this point. What's one thing that you've learned from that? Um um, you from all of the experiences I learned, um, you must keep going. Mm. It's not going to happen when you want it to happen. Um, you know, I, when I did 106 Park the first time, shit, I thought after that on the flight home, I thought it was it. And I was like, man, we going up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I didn't expect, you know, 13 years later or 27 or not um, 10 years later, um, for me to be on one of the biggest um, streaming services in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you go from, you got to have that resilience, man, that tenacity to just keep going because there are going to be times where you feel like, you know, your music is, is not being heard by the people you want it to be heard by. But, you know, if I decided to stop way back then, half of these people wouldn't know who I am. So you got to have tenacity, you know? That's a fact. Yo, man, yeah. Troy, man, just opened up the jewelry store. He gave free jewelry to everybody out there. No, the I had to get some gems, man. Had to get some gems. Oh, man, bro. I really enjoyed this conversation here. I don't, I don't like to do interviews. I like to have conversations where we get to learn more nice. about the people. I'm, I get to learn more about the people I'm having the conversation with. You know what I'm saying? Nice, nice. So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you for having me, too. So for the people out there who, who want to tap into you, whether it's social media wise or like any of the streaming platforms, let the people know where they can find you. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, I'm on every every streaming platform as far as the music. Um, just type in Troy Man. I'm on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music, Tidal. Um, go and buy the projects if you love them. Um, we're in the streaming age right now, so people are used to you know just paying for Spotify and paying for Apple Music. If you love the art, go and purchase the album. It will mean the world to me. Um, on socials, it's Troy Man Official, T-R-O-Y-M-A-N, mm-hmm. official. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram, uh, Twitch, uh, you name it. Just type in Troy Man. I'm pretty sure it'll pop up. And, um, yeah, chop it up with me, man. Send me a message. Drop a comment. And um, I-, I love to interact, man. I'm huge on engagement on my socials. So I talk to pretty much everybody who's got some sense. And, um, yeah, hit me up. That's what's up right there. For the people out there, I want you all to make sure to tap into all of Troy's music, all the way from the April album to the Asomniac album to the new EP album, Chocolate and or the latest one, Chocolate and, and Diamonds. Um, tap into that song, Rapido, which is yes. The take look, the take keep album is out too. That's the one that that one just dropped three days ago. Mm. Take keep album is out. It's called What's Not to Love. Check okay, that out. That, okay. And then make you, you know, you can have a get them all too. You know, there's Godspeed, Chocolates and Diamonds, Insomniac, April, What's Not to Love. They're all different, but they they all carry that vibe. You guys are, I'm sure there's something there you guys are enjoying. That's what's up right there. Troy Man in the motherfucking building. Make sure to tap in. Make sure to subscribe. Hit the like. 
share this, you know what I'm saying? And let people know that the We Love Hip Hop Network is the, is the sickest network out there. And Troy, man, is the sickest artist out there as well. Uh, I appreciate you, man. We love hip hop. I appreciate you guys for having me. And you already know, once I head up to Toronto, we're going to lock in. Y'all got to show me the city, man. Yes. It's love. It's say less. We got you, fam. Already, brother. Be good, man. You too, brother. Thank you. All right. See you soon. Bless. We love hip hop.